Welcome to episode eight of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Saturday, Saturday, the 1st of June, and uh, it's about quarter past 10 at night. It's another late one, people. Another late one. Um, I have not been procrastinating today. I know what you're thinking. That's what you're thinking, isn't it? You're thinking, Ben, you've been, just been sitting around all day, watching TV, having an afternoon kip like you're some sort of cat, just laying there in the sun. No, I haven't. Uh, it's late because I watched the Champions League final. That's it. And uh, it was good to see. Uh, it was an awful game. Awful game. I know people. I know people who don't like football. Oh, you're saying, oh, you're going on about football. I'm going to scan forward. Scan forward. I'm happy. Uh, Liverpool won. So Liverpool playing Spurs in Madrid in the Champions League final. Anyone who doesn't know about football, um, what are you doing with your lives? It's got everything. Drama, excitement. Although, to be honest, that game didn't have it. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. It was like a bog-standard premiership game. It was uh, boring as fuck, uh, basically. Um Liverpool won 2-0, but uh, they scored a penalty in like the first two minutes and then the game just dragged on and then they got a late goal at the end. But it looked like at one point Spurs were going to turn it round and had a chance of winning with about five minutes to go, but they skied it. And um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing tonight, but it was good watching it. It was good. I got all excited. That's the worst thing about those games. You get all excited for it and you think this is going to be a fucking classic. And it just looked like they were both teams were like running through the motions. Um, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was all right. You know, like it was OK. It started, I started watching it at six o'clock, watched it on YouTube because um, I don't have the BT Sport. I refuse to pay for that because they just like anything these days. They'll just charge you for the good stuff. But apparently, well, not even apparently, I know it was free because I watched it on the BT Sport app on YouTube, um, which uh, was like, it was like watching, like, at times, it was like watching an 80s uh, video game uh, being played. Something like uh, Manic Miner or something like that with all the pixelated play because... uh, the signal that was coming through was absolutely shit. So um, it was just uh, half of the game I started, I was just watching pixels on a screen and listening to it. But um, hey, what do you expect for free, Ben? You know, pay your money. You you know, you, you get a better service, don't you? But I'm unwilling to do that. So, uh, so I watched a few red pixels and a few white pixels at times just running around the screen. So uh, that was nice. It was a nice little flashback to the old 80s video games. <laughs> um, but it was all right. It, it, you know, like we got the result. That's it. That's what they were saying. Sometimes performance doesn't matter. It's the winning that counts. Um, but not if you're uh, out of the 11 people who are playing on the park and you're actually watching a fucking game. Uh, so it's a little bit boring. But uh, what a way to start. But like I say, they got the result. Didn't they? Champions League uh, champions again. Liverpool, uh, sixth time, although it was the old European Cup. 
Uh, for anyone who doesn't know about it, basically, it's the best teams in Europe play um, in the cup competition. And then the two best teams get uh, the two uh, teams that win all the games get through to the final. Like any final, you know how things work. Even if you're not interested in football, you know, even if your thing's chess or something like that, you know how like people progress through stages, surely. It's like a job interview. You've all got jobs, I imagine. I don't know. But uh anyway, uh yeah, it was quite um it was quite good like watching the watching the lead up to it from six until uh from six o'clock until the kickoff at eight was actually better and more interesting than actually watching the game. Jesus. I could barely string about three passes together before somebody hoofed it out of play. But, you know, these things happen. It's always things like that. It's always the great thing you're looking forward to and it never happens, does it? And then, like, after the semis, like how both Liverpool and Spurs played in the semis, you're thinking, this is going to be a fucking amazing game. It's going to be great. But like everything in life, people, it's a letdown on things you're looking forward to. I mean, you may have been looking forward to this podcast right now and thinking, well, this bit's a little bit of a letdown, but that's life out there, people. That's how it happens. Uh, Yeah, about the most exciting thing that happened in the game was the fucking stripper. Um, The non-stripping stripper who burst onto the pitch at one point after about 10 minutes, I think. Uh, That was a very 2019 fucking pitch invasion stripper, that was. Um, no, no, you know, like it was a female or I assume it was a female. She looked female. She may identify as a male or whatever else. I don't know. Um, but she looked female. Nobody really asked her that question when when she was invading the pitch. Um, but it was very, um, 2019, you know, like back in the 70s and 80s, you get a pitch invasion or a stripper running onto the pitch that have their boobs out or, or be completely naked streaking down the pitch. But she was fully covered up. She didn't want to be objectified clearly <laughs> on the pitch. Uh, she didn't want to be objectified. So um, she had a top on and like pants on, I think. And then just sort of like, it was a bit lame, really. She just sort of like... Uh, ran up to the centre circle and then got ushered off. So, um, you know, those tickets weren't cheap either. You know, you get your little line... Well, she's obviously looking for a little little uh, stage in the sunshine, isn't she? Like, she just wants a little thing um, to, uh, to uh, I imagine, just post on Instagram and she'll be uh, earning some sort of advertising from hits on Instagram from that. That's the way it goes, isn't it? But at least she didn't show too much. It was a PG-rated bland stripper uh, that went on to the uh, streaker. That's what they are, aren't they? Streakers. She was a non-streaking streaker. She was a fully closed streaker. The worst sort of streaker, I imagine, for those football fans who are watching there. When they saw her running onto the pitch. I bet they were all thinking, this is coming off. Nope, it's 2019. Don't objectify that streaker. (laughs) And she kept her dignity, which is more can be said from the teams, uh, the way they played today. Fucking hell, it was boring. That was about the most exciting thing that happened in the game, to be perfectly honest. Got all excited. It goes like that sometimes, though. 
an early goal in football and that sort of thing. It, it, it goes like that. It can be a bit of a stalemate. It can go either way. Either both teams come out and play or oh, just closed each other down and it was fucking shit. Uh, but anyway, I sat through it and Liverpool won and that's the main thing. It's like they say, no one's going to remember the performance. They're just going to remember who won it, aren't they? That's it. Um, one of the thing, the interesting, one of the interesting things I read about the game on the way, like because like tickets were so expensive, and flights were so expensive out there. I think like for a flight to get there after the game started, it was about two hundred euros, and to get the flight that you needed to get from the UK um, to the game. Um, to be able to see the game was like 800 euros. Everything gets hyped up, doesn't it? Everybody's trying to make their money out of everything, aren't they? There was a story, though, uh, I read, and uh, it was like it popped up on the news feed and that, and it was about Liverpool supporters who were travelling by bus, and uh, there was a fucking... It took them like 30 hours to get there, and at the end... Uh, of the journey, they realised that the toilet on the bus had been leaking and it had been leaking all over the luggage, like in the luggage uh, bay area or under the bus oh, for 30 hours. And football supporters ain't the sort of type not to be drinking. So they've probably been on the piss for those entire 30 hours and all, you think like how many people like can fit on a coach and how much piss has been put down that toilet and into essentially leaked in everybody's luggage. Oh, that is a smell you ain't going to get rid of, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. All the daz powder in the world ain't going to get rid of that smell, is it? <laughs> I remember years ago, right? I worked at a... Um, years ago, right? Fucking hell. Jesus, it sounded a bit land in there. Um I remember years ago, I, I worked at a, uh, a festival um, one year. Um, like, it was a summer job. I must have been about 16, 17. A um, couple of years ago, couple of years ago, fucking hell, that's a long time ago, actually. 20-odd, uh, what's that, 25 years ago, if I was 16, 25, 26 years ago. Jesus. Um, yeah, I worked at a festival. Um, I think it was Bug Jam or something like that. You know, like the VWs like VW Beatles and campers and all that sort of thing. They've got their own little subculture, haven't they? Um, and it was like um, Dub... I think it was called Dub Fest, as in VW Fest. And uh, I worked there, and uh, I was a... Um, I don't know, I was just like a marshal or something. I was parking people up or something like that. It was minimum wage. You know those sort of jobs you have when you're 16 where you get really exploited and have to do loads of shit? But somebody had some uh, moonhead uh, smoking the reefer, I imagine, had uh, set fire to their tent. So um, I had to go and run and get a fire extinguisher. Now, the fire extinguishers were kept, like, in the middle of this compound where um, all the uh, all the toilet blocks were. And um, I remember sprinting across this compound to get this... Uh, uh, fire extinguisher to put the fire out like a hero um, and um, getting progressively closer to the fire extinguishers and thinking this ground is getting soggier and soggier and you're ahead of me people right now 
my 16-year-old self. It hadn't rained for about two weeks, I think. It was glorious, glorious sunshine. It hadn't rained for about two weeks, and I remember sprinting across and the ground getting boggier and boggier. And then it didn't dawn on me. And then I got the fire extinguisher and managed. we managed to put out, I think somebody else had got a fire extinguisher as well, and we managed to put out that uh, put out that fire and save some uh, some of them fucking bobble hats or some tie-dye fucking T-shirts that those sort of people wear at those festivals, uh, which would have been lost. And uh, it wasn't until afterwards that I realised my feet were soaking wet. And it wasn't water, people. It was piss. Ah, Jesus. And I think I had about another three hours to work with piss-stained fucking DMs on. Uh, And I had to bin the DMs after that. That ain't coming out. That ain't going to scrub out somebody else's, like, an amalgamation of festival piss. If you can imagine the reek of those fucking things and just walking around in them, the sponginess inside where your toes are actually, every time you walk, are just squishing and you can feel the piss between them. Fucking hell, man. It's making me feel awful right now. But it was well worth the £4 an hour I was uh, getting for that. Uh, Well worth it. Uh, and wasted a pair of DMs as well, but uh, fucking hell. I have no idea how we got on that. Leaking toilets on a bus, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, that was awful. That was an awful job. I've done fucking horrible jobs. I used to work quite a few um, festivals and things like that because I used to be in an events management company near us that used to do them all. I remember doing a Bon Jovi concert once, and that was fucking awful. Just the people who went to see Bon Jovi. That was the that was in Milton Keynes, I think, uh, doing that, and then having to listen to Bon Jovi uh, as well. Um, it's it, it. I was willing to just go home early, I think, rather than listen to that middle of the road shite. But um, yeah, but it's not a CV I'm giving you here today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm touting for jobs. Oh, I've done a lot of events uh, events management work. <laughs> I did Silverstone one year as well. That was fucking good, actually, to be fair. Uh, Silverstone was good. But anyway, what have I been up to this week? Well, I'll tell you, people of the world that are asking me that very question. Um, I'm uh, uh, very little. To be perfectly honest, I've taken a week off the gigs. Why, Ben? Can you not get booked? Well, yes, I can. Um, but I've taken a week off gigs. I gave myself a week off gigs because I wanted to uh, write some new material, which I've been doing, and which I'm going to be running out next week. So um, I've got about four or five gigs next week. So I'm going to be running that out down there, at wherever those gigs are, various places uh, all over the country. But, um, oh, Jesus, man. Sorry, that was a little bit of a burp coming up there. I've basically been uh, sitting here eating ice cream, watching the Champions League final, and I've overdone it, man. I had too much ice cream um, while I was watching that. But, um, yeah, Jesus. Uh, Chocolate chip, if you want to know. I know, not like I'm touting for ice cream out there or anything like that. Or looking for sponsorship from Ben and Jerry's. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Jesus, I just had too much ice cream. You know when you have, you think, oh, I'll have, I'll have a bit of ice cream. I haven't had some ice cream for ages. I'll have that. And then you don't have quite enough, and then you think, oh, I'll go back for a second bit. Ah, oh, and I, I had to cut off a big lump, and um, that sounds like I'm doing my own operations, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, but I have to, I, I cut off a bit too big a lump of ice cream, and then it got to the stage, you can't put that back, can you? You can't get the ice cream and then put it back in the freezer, can you? like put it back in the box, because that's admitting defeat, people. Have a bit of ambition. That's what I thought to myself. Just get through this, Ben. You can just get through this, have a bit of ambition, but I've overdone it. I've overdone it today. Um, but, uh, yeah, the um, what I was going to get to, other than this ice cream stuff, um, was, uh, although the final wasn't that enjoyable, um, there has been other things I've uh, I've been doing this week. That's what I. That's the point I was trying to make. I did see, I did see some uh, horrendous thing, like an advert uh, for organic burials. Now I don't know if you're aware of this, people. He says, swiftly uh, segueing into something that he wanted to talk about. I know it's not all just made up. Uh, organic burials. I saw a. Um, an advert for organic burials. I don't know whether you've thought about your own mortality, people out there, but we're not going to last forever. You know what I mean? We need to start thinking about this now. Are you going to be a burden on the environment even when you're dead? Or are you going to go for an organic burial? Which is basically they put you... I think there's various ways of doing it. There was one way I saw of doing it, and it looked fucking horrendous. I mean, the main way, I think, is they uh, they char-grill you in the old uh, crematorium. They cremate you and then put you in a little urn that sort of, like, melts away. I don't know what it's made of. Cardboard, I imagine, uh, the article said. And then bury you that way. That seems a good way, doesn't it? It seems all right. Back in with nature and things like that. There's another one. That, that that was on there, an organic burial, where they don't burn you. They bury you in the fetal position, like you've just been born, and um, put a, uh, a tree, like plant a tree on top of you as well. So uh, your fucking nutrients of you rotting away um, becomes the nutrients to give birth to the tree, which sounds fucking horrendous. I don't know where they plant, whether they plant a seed inside, a seed up your asshole or something like that. Just an apple tree, apple core. They do that, that rots inside your asshole, and then they plant you upside down with your ass about like uh, 30 centimetres away. Uh, from the surface of the soil, and then an apple tree grows out your ass. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it just seemed fucking horrendous. It just seems like one of these, um, another one of these zeitgeisty things where people are like, hey man, save the environment by uh, growing an tr- apple tree out of your ass when you're dead. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll sign up for that, shall I? I don't know. I think there's better, <laughs> there's better ways of being respectful to the dead than growing an apple tree out of their asshole. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that is the thing that could save this planet. 
just a sea of fucking apple trees instead of a graveyard. I don't know. And then every apple that comes off that tree has got a slight little hint of your own DNA or your own little hint of smell and taste in there. What better way for your uh, for your uh, family to celebrate your life than eating an apple pie from apples that are grown from your own corpse <laughs> every year to celebrate your birthday? Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, either get buried. Surely being buried... You're going to rot away anyway, aren't you? You don't need a fucking apple tree growing out out of you, do you? Are we that, you know, are we that low on apples at the moment? You know, maybe maybe they already do that. Maybe that's where the Granny Smith apple came from. It was just grown out of... So this. She may have been, like, the forebearer of this uh, this burial technique. Some woman just called Granny Smith. And, uh, or the pink lady. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, um, it sounded horrendous anyway when I was looking at it. I have no idea what way I'm going to go, man. Well, not, not way, what way I'm going to go. Obviously, none of us have that idea, do they? Unless, like, somebody's sitting there at the moment, uh, with a gun against their head, just saying, yeah, I've got exactly the idea, uh, how I'm going to go. I don't mean I'm going to go. How I'm going to be, you know, I don't really give a shit. To be perfectly honest, I'll be dead. I won't care anyway, will I? Um, I don't know. Straight into a mincing machine, something like that. I don't know. A wood chipper, maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't like the idea of being buried. I must admit, that's one thing. I don't like the idea of being buried. Um, I know. I just said I didn't care, but I've just thought about it for that nanosecond between one saying I don't care to saying I do care. Uh, I don't. I don't really want to be buried, you know. Eventually, when I die, in many years to come, you know what I mean. I don't want that to be too soon either. To be perfectly honest, but um, I don't want to be buried. Uh, I, this is this is beginning to sound like a, a will that I'm making. I want my uh, leather chair to go to such and such, and all my DVDs can go to my mum. Uh, but I, <laughs> I um. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of being buried. And I know this is weird, right? But I don't like the idea of being buried because I don't like being cold in the fucking winter. I know. I won't feel it. I won't give a shit and that sort of thing. Just, you know, I don't like that idea. Just cremate me, sprinkle my ashes into somebody's food, and that I'll be happy with that. You know, just try and sneak into a posh hotel just sprinkle my ashes around a little bit and that sort of thing and get yourself a free meal. You can do that. That's on me. That's my legacy. <laughs> oh, dear. What else did I see this week? I'll tell you what, I saw something that pissed me off this week, but I need to, uh, I just need to grab my, um, grab my laptop because it was a story on there and I was just raging at the end of it. It's a story uh, and the headline, this was in the mirror. What are you reading the mirror, Ben? I'm reading it online. I was reading the mirror online. I know. I know. Um, but uh, it's a, this is the headline for it. it. said, woman agrees to marry boyfriend, but only on one very strict condition. Pete, my interest. You got issues with women, Ben? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. A woman has come under fire online after revealing that her engagement to her boyfriend comes with a condition. What condition would this be? Surely it's not going to be something selfish and cold-hearted. It can't be. She's a lady. They don't do things like that. Surely, Ben. I don't know. Let's read on. After her boyfriend popped the question at a beautiful, expensive restaurant. What a guy. Sounds like a nice bloke. One woman was in such a loved-up daze that she didn't take much notice of the ring on her finger. Well, you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't. You'd just be, oh, this guy wants to marry me. We're at an expensive restaurant. He's the love of my life. There's nothing that could make this situation wrong. I've been wanting to get married since I was seven years old. How do you know that? Because I'm a woman and they all do. Allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway. But when she finally came down from cloud nine, she was up there. She was up there on cloud nine. She was at the pinnacle of happiness. She was less than impressed with a ring. Well, why is that? Why is that? Writing in a post on Reddit, the unnamed woman, surely, she must have a name on Reddit, claims a partner of three years is a doctor. Sounds like a nice guy out there saving lives who has no debt and earns an easy 200k a year, he's doing well. Surely this ring was amazing. So with all that in mind, she was shocked that her ring looked cheap and the diamond was tiny. Oh, so it's 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 all about uh, possessions, yeah? Is that what this story's about? After a few days, curiosity got the better of her and she decided to ask how much the ring had cost. Ah, oh, how much am I worth to you? Dr. Man, with your 200 grand a year, she said he actually looked really proud and said he got it for a huge deal. The jeweller said it was worth £1,000, but he got it for $350. Sorry, $1,000, but he got it for $350. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was hurt, the woman said. This man makes an incredible salary. Why are you with him? I I don't know. Is that part of the reason you're with him, sweetheart? And he couldn't even get me a ring that I can show off to my friends. She didn't say the show off to my friends bit. Uh, even get me a ring worth a day of his salary. Not a single friggin' day. I bet she didn't say friggin' at the time. <laughs> I told him I appreciated, I appreciated the proposal and I do want to marry him, but I don't really like the ring he picked out. It looks really cheap. It is cheap, and it seems like he didn't really put effort into it. It's all about her, isn't it? You just want an expensive ring that you can show off to your friends. Maybe that guy is giving a lot of money away to charity, sweetheart. Maybe he's doing that. I don't know. I don't know. This article made me angry, man. It's probably because, like, if I ever get married, I haven't even got enough for 350 to get a fucking ring. <laughs> he told me I was being materialistic. Really? And that he'd be more comfortable saving that money towards a honeymoon or a house. She continued. He said he will get another ring if I really hate my ring, but spending more than $500 was straight up not happening. Great stuff. Stick to your guns, son. I'm not quite sure she's with you for the love, my friends. Uh, I told him that's fine, but yes, he's conditioned on getting a better ring. Jesus Christ. Get rid of her, sunshine. That's it. It's always going to be about the ring. If you don't buy it, that's the thing with this situation. And it's not just women. It's men as well. But in this case, it's the woman. 
It's just an example, ladies, before you start fucking hurling burnt bras through the internet at me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just if if you get other ring. You're gonna. That's gonna be back down, and you're gonna be paying for that for the rest of your life. Every single thing you're gonna be after paying for it. And if you don't back down, she ain't gonna marry you. So it's either one or the other, my friend. But Jesus Christ, you know, never look a gift horse in the mouth. But uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a difficult one. It's not difficult, is it? That's pure out-and-out gold digging, isn't it? Isn't that pure out-and-out gold digging, people? Surely it is. $350. Yeah, it's not an expensive ring, but maybe he's spending it on the nice honeymoon or he wants the wedding to to be nice and thinks, hey, maybe possessions aren't everything. You know, maybe possessions... Maybe if I got her that ring and she still wanted to marry me, you know, maybe she is really the woman for me. But no, obviously not. Um, (laughs) She values the ring more than the engagement. Uh, One of the comments said, think about that for a moment. She won't marry him unless she gets a nice ring. Ah, yeah, everybody's got a comment on this. Uh, They shouldn't get married and he should find someone who doesn't base their relationship and love around money. Well, yeah, that's coming from, that's got to be a guy's comment. I discussed this story with my mum and she was exactly on the uh, the side of the women. <laughs> she said, well, if he's not willing to uh, spend any money on her, then she shouldn't marry him. I know. Anything like this, isn't it? Anything like this between gold diggers, when gold diggers are all exposed, there's a definite line between the sexes or the genders. I don't know. It would nice to to get a uh, non-binary viewpoint on what this, uh, who's right in this situation. You've got the male perspective on this and the female perspective on this, but what's the non-bino? What would they come out with? I have no idea. It's interesting, though, how like all the comments are supporting from the guys are supporting the doctor and all the comments from women are supporting the woman. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's never going to be solved, is it? Oh, Jesus. We've hit 30 minutes already, people. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I better wrap this up. Jesus. I um, That was episode eight. Uh, I know at the start I went on a bit about the Champions League final and I've been meandering on a little bit, but I was a little bit excited about that. And I'm a little bit bloated by the old uh, ice cream. But... um. Yeah, I'm gigging this week. I've got about four or five gigs this week. So I'll be back on Tuesday. Um, it'll be an early one Tuesday because I'm gigging Tuesday night. So I'll have to uh, record it in the day. Uh, if you want to give us a uh, write-up, uh, a review on um, iTunes, give us a review on iTunes. Five stars, people, is the best because that's... Uh, Anything less than that. Go fuck yourselves. Um, Give the Facebook page, uh, the Ben Briggs podcast on Facebook. Give that a little like. And uh, I'll post everything up on there. And that is at uh, the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, I'll be back on Tuesday. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, people, where you've got Sunday now. 
Uh, enjoy your Sunday, and I'll speak to you on Tuesday. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.